This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. It's Michael here, and today I've got Angela Stowell. Angela, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I am great. Great to have you on the show. We met back in February of 2019 at the New Media Summit, yep. and it's an amazing event. Um, it's, um, I, I, I've enjoyed going to those. Um, I'm disappointed I'm not going to make the next one, but uh, it's, it's one of those things where it, it, you get connected with some absolutely incredible human beings, and there's never been a conference, and I go to a lot of them, uh, that is quite like this one. Um, and I'm guessing your experience was was quite the same. Oh, absolutely! And I didn't realize you were get, that you were not going to be at the next one. I'll be there. Well, good. Yeah, and, and it's really tough for me because it's in San Diego, and that's that's usually I, I need pretty much no excuse to go to San Diego. I'm like, okay, <laughs> the sun is rising. Okay, I'll be there. No, or not? Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah. In this situation, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm, I will be in San Diego, ironically, but not for not at that time for the conference. I'm, I'm going to the San Diego Comic Con, so I will be out in San Diego. I'll get my San Diego fix for a little bit, but uh, not at the conference, unfortunately. But I'm yeah. sure it'll be amazing. Um, you'll have a great experience, and you'll you'll enjoy and meet another 150 to 200 awesome people. So, well, I will miss seeing you there. Yeah, I'm gonna miss seeing you there, and and. and like I said, it's 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 a full event. That's for sure. It's a full mm-hmm. three days of of fun and adventure. But when you leave it, you go, "Is it over already? Crap! I, yeah. don't, I don't want it to be over." So, tell us a little bit about your backstory and some of the awesome work that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my backstory. Gosh, we could be on here for days talking about the backstory. Um, but what got me to where I am right now, doing Vulnerability Warrior and Untapped Strengths. I was going through a divorce several years ago and doing that introspective work on myself, you know, that supposedly you're supposed to do when you're going through one of those major life changes like that. Right. And, you know, I thought because of my childhood, I had never really opened up. I had tons of walls built around me. In fact, I labeled myself after I realized what I was doing, I labeled myself a master wall builder. Uh, I was great at compartmentalizing. And so when I thought about what I had done right and wrong in a 22-year marriage was not opening up and not really revealing the true me um, because my childhood was so dysfunctional. You know, as, as a kid, you you do certain things to make sure that you're surviving. And I became this perfectionist as a child. Because that was how, you know, changing schools, I went to 13 different schools between kindergarten and my senior year and moved something like 50 times during that time frame. And, you know, so presenting this air of perfection became ingrained in my whole being. And what I found as I started tearing down those walls and becoming more vulnerable and being more open, all sorts of opportunities opened for me that had never opened before. And my friendships and my family relationships just became so much more fulfilling than they ever had. And so I thought, how can I take this and use this with my clients 
and help them with opportunities and building deeper connections and, you know, enhancing the relationships that, that impact, you know, their overall lives, not just their bottom lines, but their overall lives. And so that was, that was what brought me to where I am today. I'm trying to wrap my head around 13 schools. That's, that's a lot. And yeah. And again, and I remember this cause I, I moved from one school district to another, you know, when I was in, that would have been grade four mm-hmm. or fourth grade as we say in the U S grade four in Canada, where I live. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. I forget where I'm talking to, but uh, uh, anyway, I re- I knew a couple people in the school and my cousin went to the school and a friend of his, I had known from you know playing over at my cousin's house during the summer months. But I remember going in there and trying to, you know, basically justify and prove who I was and myself and mm-hmm. kids, kids can be brutal. And, oh, uh, yeah. and that was, you know, back you know, when we were in, at that age and mm-hmm. from my understanding now, um, schools are just absolutely horrendous as far as how uh, some kids are treating each other with bullying and online bullying and everything else that we're dealing with. So it, navigating that so many times, it's, I, I can definitely see why you would have the walls built around you because it's it's a form of protection because you didn't necessarily feel safe, my hunch, uh, from mm-hmm. you know what you were experiencing going through that. And it's amazing how many of us as adults continue to build walls around us and um, you know, the divorce situation, you know, I don't publicly talk about it much, but you know, I'm in the same boat and, you know, I'm still, you know, working through it and, you know, it's, you know, tough on, on the kids. And I know it's tough on my former spouse. Uh, It's not a win-win situation. Uh, Don't, don't anybody ever try to, you know, play it as a win-win and, and, and you know it's it's more of a okay you know life now is the future life is what it is right now and um, you can't change the past but you can learn from it and you you grow and you, you make the the necessary adjustments but when you're working with adults and you know you, you start encountering you know these walls and and guiding them to try to you know navigate around them and ultimately, you know, tear them down, you know, what, what are some of the techniques that you find helpful in, in helping people kind of help take down their own walls? Yeah. You know, one of the first things that I encourage people to do is start looking from a gratitude standpoint. Um, you know, some people talk about, you know, gratitude journaling, whatever that looks like. But I, I find that if you can really start digging into what are the things around you that you're grateful for? And then when you get beyond that, the next step is really journaling into what's going on within your own head that causes you to keep up those walls. What are those thoughts in your head? Cause that's really what's driving that. It's our internal story that makes us put up those walls. Um, you know, our, our own inner voices are much uglier to us than anyone else is, right? I mean, if anyone said to me the things I've said to myself over the years, I, I would smack them for sure, <laughs> at a minimum. And, you know, when you, when you really bring those to the forefront of your mind and you start dissecting that voice, 
and really saying, okay, well, is this really true? And the great majority of the things that your inner voice is saying are so far from the truth. You know, there's that whole worthiness aspect and the whole, um, you know, I'm not good enough or, you know, I can't do this or, you know, you name it. The voices can be really, really ugly. I mean, who needs external bullies when we, when we spend so much time bullying ourselves and not even consciously doing it? So one of the biggest things is making that more of a conscious effort because we get in the habit of, we, we hear that voice, but we're not paying attention to it. And yet it is affecting everything that we do day in and day out. Yeah, we are our own bullies. And even to the point where we get triggered by things and something could be going on, you know, just normal day it could be a, a Thursday and you're having conversation with somebody and you get a text message or somebody phones you or you get a voicemail or an email or something that has nothing to do with really anything, but for some reason you get triggered by it mm -hmm. and it just brings up, you know, past memories or you, uh, or you assign memories to a situation. And that's something that, you know, I've discovered in my later life is how often I am, or my brain is trying to assign something to something that really isn't the situation. Like you said, you know, our, our inner voice likes to lie a lot and we don't, you know, as long as we can learn techniques to just pause and go, okay, does this actually make sense? When mm -hmm. I'm the sensation that I'm feeling, the tightness in my stomach or stiffness in my shoulders or things like that, that's caused by a situation that we may or may not actually be in or uh, a message you get, you completely misinterpret what they're asking for. You know, it really, it, it can set you down a spiral and you end up putting up more walls and everyone's going, why are you so edgy? What's going on? And right. it's over something that didn't happen. You thought in your mind that yeah, potentially it could happen or your fear kicks in and goes, yeah, this is going to happen, even though the likelihood of that happening is so remote, um, mm -hmm. that, but, you, but you act as if it's going to happen immediately. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, when, you, when you really do the work on this and study about it, you know, it, it's, it's your reptilian brain that's doing that. It, it comes from, you know, way back when we were living in caves and it was our brain trying to, you know, keep us safe. And that's what it's still doing, but we're not running from saber-toothed tigers anymore. <laughs> you know, so, it, it, so now it's finding new things. Okay, well, if you do that, you're not going to be safe because someone might think something. And, and you know, it, so when you realize that it's actually yourself trying to keep yourself safe, you can give yourself grace at that point and go, okay, well, now that I realize what it's doing, What's the, what's the real story that's going on? Like you said, we make up so many things about what's going on around us. Well, so-and-so sent me this text or so-and-so said this, and we, you know, go through 50 iterations before we even think about how we've actually interpreted it. And so often, like you said, it's, it's 180 degrees from what the person actually meant or at least 90 degrees from what they meant. You know, they, they used a particular word that 
has, like you said, triggered you in some way. We'll be back to the show in a moment, but first I want to let you know today's show is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, CloudHQ. With CloudHQ, you get access to over 20,000 influencers that have been curated by brands just like yours. If you're a brand, you know how difficult it is to find and connect with the influencers that your audience already knows and trusts. That's why I suggest you get CloudHQ. When you sign up today, you get access to over 20,000 influencers on Instagram. You can see loads of data about their profile and engagement rates before you reach out and you have direct access to their contact information so you can reach out to them on or off the platform. When you reach out to them on the platform, they offer automation tools so you can reach out to a bunch of those influencers at one time. This will save you a lot of time and I guarantee it'll pay for itself in the first year. For Breakfast Leadership listeners, I'm offering a special discount. Normally, an enterprise subscription would go for over $1,500 a year. My friends at CloudHQ are offering a subscription for just $499 a year. That's a savings of over $1,000. You can sign up today by using the discount code BREAKFAST and save, like I said, over $1,000 a year. CloudHQ is a wonderful option for any brands that are looking to influence their marketing and looking to get their program off the ground. So sign up today using the link in our show notes and use the code BREAKFAST and let me know what you think. Like I said, I guarantee it'll pay for itself in its first year. CloudHQ is an amazing offer and it's a good option for anybody that's interested in influencer marketing. Now back to the show. And they didn't mean anything by it at all. Then we assign that value to it and we run with it and... It lowers our self-esteem, our energy levels. It creates you know, additional stress if we don't address it. Because if we just let it happen and we just kind of leave it be, as much as we wish it would wash down the drain, it tends to build up and you get this residual effect. And if this issue of your, your inner voice and you know, running away from those uh, saber tooths continue, you end up just building up more and more and more of this stuff to the point where you become really stressed or in a worst case scenario, you start experiencing burnout. And we see that in every sector, we see it everywhere. And yeah. as you know, I've shared with many people, burnout is not something that happens overnight. Mm-hmm. It builds up and when not addressed, um, that's when it can be you know, pretty devastating to individuals, families, organizations, you name it. It really creates some problems. So mm-hmm. what are some signs for people to look for where they can see if, because my hunch, uh, like you alluded to before, is they may not know that they've built walls up. Um, what, what are some things that they can look for to see if there's actually walls in their life that they're not overly aware that they have? You know, one of the, one of the biggest things is when you feel uncomfortable, what is your first reaction? Do you lean into that discomfort and explore it or do you withdraw? Uh, Most, so many people, I started to say most of us and you know, that that's probably an exaggeration, but a good many people, what they do is anytime there is any form of discomfort, they withdraw. Like if you, you know, there are plants that when you touch them, they curl into themselves And so often we do that ourselves when something is uncomfortable, we, we pull in. And if you find yourself doing that, that is a huge sign that what you're doing is putting up walls. Or if you are a person who immediately goes to the defensive, anytime anybody says something, you immediately go to the defensive or you find yourself getting irritated at the least little thing. There's a wall that you're putting up. You're not allowing an ebb and flow of 
emotions and thoughts between you and other people, whether it's the completely withdrawing or immediately getting irritated. Um, you know, and there's, there's not a lot of in between if you haven't realized that you have walls up. Once you start tearing your walls down, you may still go to those extremes occasionally, but you're going to find yourself somewhere in between those two extremes when you have really started work, doing that work and you go, oh, wait a minute, I, I think I'm withdrawing here. What's causing me to withdraw? You know, you, you start making those decisions more consciously or what is it that just irritated me so much about that? What did they say? What did they do that irritated me? Or what did I think they said or did that irritated me? Because that's usually where it is. It's usually with it. Because we always, we have the ability to control our responses. Most people don't own that ability. They don't consciously do that. You know, we're so, so often in reactive mode as opposed to proactive mode. That and oftentimes, too, we don't give ourselves permission to hit the pause button and just be in the moment and and just feel what we're feeling. Going, okay, mm -hmm. why am I having this discomfort? What about that message or that phone call or that email is bothering me? What What is it? And, you know, literally, you know, journal it, write it down. Say, mm -hmm. this is bothering me because, and if you're struggling with figuring out why it's bothering you, then write down, why am I struggling to why this is bothering me? What, mm -hmm. and, and it starts leading you down a path of taking you away from what the um, inner voice is telling you to what reality is. And it's like, why am I, this is not worth getting upset for. You know, there's nothing I can do about it or why am I reacting this way? That's not what um, that person intended with this message or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and the other thing that we do is we shut our emotions down and, you know, it, we get, we get fearful of not recovering from whatever the emotion is. You know, we think we're going to lose complete control if we, go with the anger or go with the sadness or go with the frustration or go with the whatever. And they actually, there's studies now that show that if you allow yourself to really go with the emotion so that you can explore what you're going through, that if you will go full in on it, it only lasts about 90 seconds. Now you may have that 90 second wave more than one time, but it only lasts about 90 seconds. But so many people think if I, if I allow myself to go into this, I'm going to completely fall apart and I'll never be able to get myself back together again. And that's so far from reality. But yeah, if you will, huh? I said, yeah, that's a great exercise. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it's, it's uncomfortable the first time you do it, but you think about, I don't know if you've ever done an ugly cry before, but um, my, my women friends out there will attest to this and there are guys who have done it as well. But if you ever do what's called an ugly cry where you just completely let it go because it is such a painful whatever it is, it only lasts about 90 seconds. You stop because there's nothing else and you've, you've kind of gone through and there's this whole chemical process that's involved in it and it's done and then you feel kind of cleansed and not that I'm saying go around doing an ugly cry all the time to cleanse yourself. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just using that as an example. But if you allow yourself to go completely into it, and then you go, okay, well, 
I'm still here. That didn't kill me. So what's next? And now you're owning that. You're, you're owning those emotions. You know, same thing with anger. Anger, there are places where you really should be angry. Anger in and of itself is not a bad emotion. It's uncontrolled anger. You know, if no one ever got angry about anything, then nothing would ever change. That's so true. You know, we can think about all of the innovations and things that have been created um, by humanity, you know, over the centuries. And they came from opportunity or someone getting angry about a situation, whether it was Henry Ford getting upset that he couldn't get someplace further because of horses and he'd rather have something you know, motorized and everyone's like, no, just, you know, make faster horses, you know, you know mm-hmm. that's, and that he, he didn't want to listen to that and got angry and was probably turned down by many people and got angry and said, okay, I'm going to take this anger. And instead of, you know, throwing things through windows or whatnot, he may have, I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> it, he, um, but at the end of the day, he, no, I'm going to channel this anger and I'm going to create something that is going to, make things easier for people. Um, Mm -hmm. And it obviously worked based on the type of traffic that we see in our various big cities. Yes. (laughs) It worked really, worked really well, Henry. Good job. Thanks Um, Henry. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) I think a horse would be quicker someday. I think quite frankly, I think riding a horse would be quicker, you know, to get through um, certain cities. You know, that's for sure. So, if, if there was one piece of advice that you could give somebody that is, you know, going through these things and is, you know, constantly, you know, fighting, you know, their inner voice, um, what would you tell them to do to start off with? Yeah. The first thing is, is, you know, recognize what that inner voice is saying. Don't just, don't let it just be this thing that flows through you. Talk with it, understand what it's saying, and then question it. Is it, is it true? Is it not true? Do some journaling on it. You know, some people are going to need therapy. Some people aren't. Some people are going to be able to join different um, organizations or coaching and get through it that way. Um, but the first step is, you know, what is it that I'm saying to myself? What, what is that? What does that really look like? And you know, the, the, I want to touch back on when you mentioned the whole burnout thing you know, we bring so much of that on ourselves because when you are living in so much self-induced stress, and that's what it is, it's self-induced stress, then, you know, I mentioned that whole chemical cascade as- aspect. When, when you're living in that environment, you're raising your cortisol levels, which is so unhealthy. And you are minimizing the good chemicals in your body, like oxytocin and that sort of thing. So then it becomes this whole cascading effect of you, your sleep gets bad, your eating habits get bad, you're not working out, you're not doing the things to improve the good chemicals, and you're doing the things to enhance the bad chemicals. And so you, you just burnout comes at a much quicker pace when you continually do this. And so one of the best things you can do is to really get you know, have that deep conversation with yourself. And we all talk to ourselves. It's, you know, nobody can say they don't talk to themselves. (laughs) So have that deeper conversation with yourself. And like you said, write it down and really examine, you know, what that looks like, what's going on. And, and 
one of the things that I found, I would do journaling exercises where if I found myself in kind of a dark spot, I would write until I got out of that dark spot. And sometimes it was a page, sometimes it was 20 pages. But when you really, when you really focus on getting to the root of whatever is going on in your head, then it will eventually come out. You'll find it. And it's not that there's one thing going on in your head. There's always multiple things going on. But every time it happens, if you can just sit down for a little bit, and maybe you can't do it right in that moment, but make a note, whether it's in your smartphone or whatever, to come back to it. You know, make a note of what your feelings are in that moment and, you know, what it was that triggered you in that moment, if you even realize what that is, and then come back to it and, and really spend some time journaling on it. And when I say journal, I mean pen and paper. And the reason for that is because when you're on your keyboard, you're only using, or you're mostly using your analytical mind. But when you, when you use pen and paper, you're using your creative mind and your analytical mind. And so you access, you know, more of your brain and more of your body and you're getting, it becomes more of a complete process to go through when you use pen and paper. And you find out so much more. Yes, you can get hand cramps and that sort of thing, but you're going to access more areas of your brain and really make it more a part of your being. So yeah, pen and paper for the journaling. I wholeheartedly agree on that. And I've used, you know, things like notes on the computer or Evernote or other things like that. But I started, you know, a few years ago, you know, just keeping a notebook and writing writing the notes down and journaling or notes of to do's it's, it's, you know, some people will say, no, you should keep those separate. And it's like, no, it's, it's a fulsome journal. It, it's got to do list, you know, podcast editing things or notes or um, online course notes, whatever, or just journaling of what's going on in life. And the beautiful thing about it is, is once I'm done with it, then, you know, I, I save it obviously. And then I go back to them occasionally mm-hmm. and just, you know, do a quick, read through of things just to see where I'm at in life compared to where I was even two years ago and Mm -hmm. our last year. And, you know, you look at something and like, wow, I said, I remember when that particular situation or task seemed just overwhelming. And now I do it without even thinking about it. It's Mm -hmm. almost autopilot. And it's, it's a good way for you to, to reflect and see, you know, your, your own personal growth through life. And I think that's what we all want is we want to grow through life. We don't want to stay stagnant. We don't want to stay in, in fourth grade forever. Um, just because it works for Charlie Brown doesn't mean it works for me. So, um, right. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, I want to, you know, I want to get out of school and although I never want to stop learning. So it's kind of a, a, a complex that I have. But anyway, uh, it's, you know, never stop learning, but you know, it doesn't mean you have to go to a classroom. Yeah. You don't have to have the teacher sitting in front of you, slapping your knuckles with a ruler. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they can do that anymore. I think it's called assault, I think, uh, by laws. um, Showing my age. Well, I, I, you know, we could get on a completely different debate on, you know, kids' behaviors and and all of that kind of good stuff, but I, I'm not going down that road. that uh, I'm, I keep open-minded on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I hear you. That's all good. So Angela, I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and the awesome work you're doing? 
Yeah, you know, I actually have a, an, an assessment that is fantastic to get an idea of where you sit with all of these things. It's, um, you can find it at warriorwisdomquiz.com, spelled just like it sounds, warriorwisdomquiz.com. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes for everybody to go take that quiz because uh, you'll be enlightened to see where you're at. Uh, for mm-hmm. many of us, we'll be like, yeah, sounds uh, sounds right. But then for others, I'm like, wow, I didn't recognize that. And that's half the half the battle is like really getting in tune with who you are and, and, and where you are and where you want to be. Absolutely. Awesome. So Angela, thanks again for being on the show. Appreciate you. Great to connect again. Um, Enjoy yourself out in San Diego. Um, I wish I was there. Maybe I'll still crash it. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I think you should. We'll play it by ear. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll just like knock on the door and say, can I sleep here? No. (laughs) I'm sure somebody will throw me a a floor somewhere. Yeah, somebody will definitely do that. Well, it's warm enough out there. I could could just sleep outside, but you know, I'd say. Absolutely. You could bring a blanket. There you go. And a, and a comfy <laughs> pillow. So awesome. Excellent. Well, thanks again, Angela. Great talking Thank with you. Thank yeah. you. And until next time, everybody, be well. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.